You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Hey friends, welcome back to Thrive as we kick off season three of the show. We are bringing the fire to start us off right today. Today's guest is my good friend, Rachel Autry, who might be a familiar voice, whether from her past appearances here on Thrive or from her own incredible podcast, Behind the Bliss, which is one of my personal favorites. Today, we are going there with a super raw, real conversation on navigating the question marks in life and how we can still show up and choose to thrive, even when the outcome is still unknown and we totally don't feel like it. If you're in a season of life right now that feels muddy or unclear, if you're facing a few obstacles or stumbling blocks en route to uncovering God's calling in your life, Or if you're a fellow Enneagram 3 or someone who likes to have all the answers or have some semblance of control of all the things, this episode is for you. Stay tuned through this conversation. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now, welcome, Rachel. So thankful to be back. I'm like, this is always so fun whenever podcast world creates friendship. It's so possible. Right? Just the internet in general, because I feel like all of my closest friends now are people who have just met from like opposite sides of the country, literally just meeting on the internet. And everyone's husbands are like, are you sure you're not being catfished? Yes. Welcome to 2022. That's just how it it works. Yeah. It's so weird, but I love it. It's so weird. Me too. And we were FaceTiming last week. So like, we're not catfishing, Um, but we were FaceTiming last week and talking a lot about figuring your life out and trying to stay in alignment with God's calling on your life and figuring out what the heck that even is. And then both being in these seasons with a lot of question marks and a lot of unknowns. And we're both Enneagram threes. We're both super (laughs) ambitious. We're both creatives with like all the ideas for all the things all the time, but we're also both mamas and we're both trying to grow our families. And you've got the icing on the cake with unknowns still in the deployment department, being a military family. It's unreal. Like there's a lot of unknowns on the playing field right now with no real guarantees, which is like, you know, kind of really uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. So I think it's an important, oh yeah, totally. I think, I think we both think it's like a really important conversation to have for us to share with you listening friends on ways and ideas and practicals, as you like to say too, to help you choose to still thrive when outcomes are unknown. Because I think really when you're in the thick of it and in the trenches, in the mud of what really just feels like survival mode. Your automatic response or feeling is not probably one of, yep, I'm thriving. (laughs) (laughs) No, not for me, at least. (laughs) Totally not. Yeah. Like it is not, it's not the autopilot uh, response here. So I think this is going to be really good. Before we dive in fully, give everyone a quick recap of who you are and where you're at right now in this season of the unknowns and the question marks and the, who the heck knows what's coming next. (laughs) You know, what's so funny. I think every time I've introduced myself on your show, 
it's been like, I've been coming from a different place. <laughs> like <laughs> literally <laughs> I'm recording in fill in the blank somewhere else in the United States. Um, so I'll add one to the list. Hey, I'm Rachel. I am, I call myself an online encourager. I have lots of different yes. corners and platforms that I do that on. Um, just really love bringing people to a place of joy and realizing like in this conversation, man, life can be really unknown, lots of question marks, but I still can put an exclamation point on today and in this moment and still have a blast in whatever it is that I'm in. Yes. Um, and I can say that cause I know it. I am a military wife. My husband is a pilot in the air force. So deployments are real. Trainings are real. We are in the thick of, but at the very end of training. Um, I think our last episode we recorded together, it was the very beginning of the training experience. Yep. So this is so you had cool. Just moved. You had just moved. And I think yes. Taps was playing in the background at one point <laughs> on base. <laughs> so on brand. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, long story short, we call Birmingham, Alabama home. We love Alabama so much. That's where we'll be going back to after this whole training situation. But right now training has us in Oklahoma. It's a super teeny tiny little farmer town, like two hours Southwest of Oklahoma city. Like probably never heard of it unless you're a military spouse. Um, but we are learning to thrive here and make the most of the situation. Um, but trust me when I say I literally am counting down the days till we're back in Birmingham. Um, I have a one-year-old son named Maddox who we went through a really fun journey, a fun and not so fun journey of trying to conceive and make his life even a thing. Um, and so now that he's finally here, he's like one of my favorite pieces of my life, obviously. Um, but yeah, lots of moving parts and pieces and shifting puzzle pieces always and pivoting is like my middle name. So I think this is a great conversation. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I do. I know a heck more about it now than I would have two years ago. So I think this episode is like dedicated to the two years ago, Rachel Autry. <laughs> okay. But I love that you said that too, though, because we're both still in the weeds and not like on the other side, so to speak. Yes. Because yes. it can be so much easier to have that 2020 hindsight perspective and piece things yep. together after the fact and make it all make sense. But sometimes, especially in the moment, things really just don't make logical sense. So right. it's, I think, good to be able to see other people's perspectives and how you can mentally kind of work through things in the moment when it is literally an unknown outcome. And like, I think it's funny too, because one of our past episodes was you were in the thick of your infertility journey. You did not know that you yeah. were going to get pregnant with Maddox. You did not That's know right. anything that was going to be coming next. So looking back now, you can be like, oh yeah, I see how this makes sense or whatever. But in the moment, that's just not necessarily something that we're privy to. So I also love something you just said too, in terms of um, you're not necessarily you want still something different. You're counting down the days for the next step. And I feel that's like right. that's a big misconception. Like when we talk yeah. about, okay, we're choosing to thrive or when people say choose happiness or find, find the silver lining. And it really starts becoming, oh, that's just toxic positivity. Like sometimes things yeah. are just bad. Yes. Yes. And like, yes. yes, sometimes things are totally just bad. It doesn't mean that you are ignoring harsh realities. It just means that you're choosing to still find something good to focus on. And you are still allowed to want something different and yearn for that next step. Even when you're in that hard time, it doesn't mean that you all of a sudden are like content with or happy about things that like actually just suck. 
Yeah. I love this topic because I think it's such a controversial one, especially in like the church totally. and like in faith-based conversations. Cause you're like, Oh, I, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm good. But you have no idea what's happening behind closed doors. And you would know I was lying if you knew kind of thing. And so here we are like trying to balance and hold contentment. Like, how do I say, yes, thank you. I'm grateful for the things I have, but also like, I want more, or I know there's more for me, or I know this isn't it. And like, that is a holy tension that has actually like, in my opinion, in my walk with the Lord and honestly in life, like you can remove the relationship with Jesus from this. And it, I think it applies to really just about anybody in life, yeah. but like it, it's possible to like live in that tension. And I think honestly, it has revealed who God is to me more. It has, it has gotten me to like a vulnerable, intimate place in my conversations with God being like, Hey, I gotta be honest. I don't love it. I don't love it. And, um, in the Bible, it actually says that his power is made perfect in our weakness. So if we always are like, life is great. Like I love my life and whatever. And we're not genuinely authentic about saying no, in the deepest parts of my heart, it's like, I'm content with every single aspect of my life, which I think is very few of us. Uh, we don't ever give God the opportunity to comfort us in the places that are uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I like to say, like, you don't need a comfort comforter if you're comfortable. So yes. you don't, you're not allowing God to step into the cracks and the crevices. If you don't ever show like, Hey, I have a void. Like I have a place, I have a crack. I have something that needs to be filled. And then again, like it's our human nature to want to fill those things with things that make sense, like material goods or like binging on things, you name it, friendships, whatever. But like at the end of the day, what a cool opportunity to say like, okay, God, I, I want a child. Like I desire that. And you gave me that desire and it's not happening <laughs> and I'm frustrated, you know, like show me where you are in this moment. It's so cool. Cause I don't think I personally um, am as hungry to like, learn from God and like sit next to him in the moments that everything is okay. And I am 100% content. I literally just heard that we've been doing the Jamie and I have been doing the Bible in a year podcast. Um, yes. and I promise this episode is, won't just, just be about Jesus for anyone listening. Right. Who's that? But like <laughs> Rachel and I both It's just hard not Jesus. to talk about it. I just have to yeah. say, right. I just had to <laughs> preach for a second. Cause that is who I am. But like I said, like having this posture of your heart doesn't have to be a spiritual thing, but I will say that it's it like, it helps. And I also will say that like life is more abundant if you choose that direction, but I'm not going to manipulate you. <laughs> that is your own decision, <laughs> but that is just what I've chosen for my life and has worked for me. So I just need yeah, to, we just naturally that. go that way just because that's like who we are, which is totally cool. But, um, we, I was in the Bible in a year podcast. Um, father Mike literally just said that where he was like, it's actually easiest to forget about God in your highs, not in your lows, because it's in true. your lowest moments is when you're most likely that's when most people all of a sudden remember to pray when they're like facing death's door or like have a family member undergoing something really freaking hard or there's illness. Like that's when people will get down on their knees and be like, you know what? All right, I'll, I'll give this a go. Let's see if it works. It's when people right. are on their highest peak where they're like, you know what? Look at me go. I it's got easy to take the credit. Yes. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that so much. Um, in like, we've talked about this on FaceTime a little bit, just like in the recovering of the whole girl boss era and kind of the anti-hustle yeah. culture that we're kind of both embracing now. And there's so much messaging on you are enough. Like 
you've got this, it's you. And I myself said that for so long, heck it's a mantra in my book. Like it's you're enough. And I feel like there's this really interesting, deep kind of crazy paradox within this because on one hand, like, yes, for your family and friends and all these people, you should be loved and embraced and cherished for who you are without being pressured to change or whatever. But if we get too comfortable, I think in this idea of like, you're good just the way you are, we can sometimes forget that like, we actually still do need a savior. And we can kind of forget that like, is Jesus enough for us? If we are on this journey of constantly striving for things and being ambitious and saying, what's next? I want more. What's, what's next in my life. And I've had, I've been like forced to sit back with that myself and just kind of think like, man, is Jesus enough? Like if none of these other things happened in these situations where outcomes are unknown and you don't know if you'll have the baby or the house or the job or the whatever, you just don't know. You can sit there and do whatever meditation or manifestation practice floats your boat. You can look at your vision boards and do all of that. But at the end of the day, there's not actually a guarantee. And if you sit back and you're like, you know what, if none of that actually happens and I am where I am right now, this time next year with granted some world experience, some new perspective, whatever is that is Jesus alone. Enough? Is that okay for me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like, yeah. I just challenge her. If, if you are like, like us, just sit with that for a hot second, because I'm like, Whoa, that's a, that's a thought. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so true. I think though that this, uh, this, Hey, I want more or the outcome I want doesn't look like a possibility now or whatever, um, can also be danger. Like it can be really healthy because it, it helps you figure out vision, trajectory, direction, like all the things in life that you need, that you should be like becoming the person you want to be for that place that you want to be. But again, like you said, it's not guaranteed. So then like, how do we carry the, I really hope this happens, but I will be okay if it doesn't. And that is a really tough place to get to. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think for you personally, what has helped you? I don't want to say get to that place. Cause I feel like it's sure. also kind of like a moving, a moving yes. finish line as yes. life continues, but what helps you kind of in line with, I feel like choosing to thrive. It's kind of like one of those things every single day, you have to keep choosing it the same way they say, wake up and choose to love your spouse and like right. choose to find the joy. It's kind it's this constant effort. It's not just something that, you know, falls and hits you on the head while you're walking down the sidewalk sort of thing. So (laughs) what helps you the most when you are in that place? Yeah. Also, I love that. It's not something that you you figure out once and you're good to go. Like you don't check this off your box of life and you're like, Oh, (laughs) I got that figured out. Like this is something every season is shifting for me. And I have to like take inventory once again on like the things that are bothering me or I'm discontent in. So I love this idea and I don't think we do it enough, um, especially as women, because we have so many things vying for our attention, whether it's our children, our spouse, our boyfriend, fiance, roommate, coworkers, boss, you fill in the blank. Like there are somewhat, so many people pulling at you and like, what a cool thing. People trust you, right. To like have a responsibility in their life. But we so often I'll speak for me. I so often forget to step back and take inventory over me. Okay. How am I, what do I need? How can I be filled up? Um, so I think step one, if we're going to talk practicals and figuring out how to get to this place is taking inventory 
over your overall health. Like, how do I feel? What rhythms in my life are working? What's not like all of that. Um, and get to a place where you can determine if this discontent you feel in your heart is because you know, there's more in life or are you anxious because you're just waiting and it's making you, it's make it's kind of infecting because it's contagious. It's infecting like all the areas of your life. Like basically break it down black and white. Is it do you feel like this is a healthy desire? And you're like, oh, I can't wait for this to happen. I'm just going to be grateful. I have an open mindset. I'm hopeful. Or are you discouraged, anxious, afraid, feeling lonely? So I'd say step back, like in the specific situation that you're like, oh, I just want to guarantee on how this is going to end. How are you feeling? Which side do you fall on? If you fall on like the anxiety side, which I think is like our, that's, that's pretty common. I'd say like, that's mm-hmm. most of us. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like I've totally been there, probably am there. We'll be there again. Um, it's really important for me just to then like, not in a toxic way, like we were talking before, but be like, wow, let me reflect on the things in life that I felt similarly about at one point, but have worked out in the end. And I can come up with a list in like five minutes and even sit down with journal and pen. If you have to, to like see it on paper and be like, okay, I have peace in my mind that if they've worked out before, they will work out again. And if they haven't worked out, because there's things in my life that haven't worked out that like I have wished would have happened and they just never have, or there's still a dot, dot, dot. Like, I don't know how it's going to end still like years later, but I still like who I am. I'm like, I still like the life I have. There's things I'd like to change, but I'm still, I'm like, yeah, you know, and get to that point. If that makes sense. There's like my first two little practicals. Um, And then once you get to a point of figuring out, okay, there's things in my life that have happened. I felt similarly about they're working out now. So that's really cool. Um, I've heard recently scientifically, like your brain cannot carry the hormones and the chemicals that make up anxiety and gratitude at the same time. I've heard that too. Isn't that cool? I love that. So cool. So when you are feeling anxious and overwhelmed and you're like spiraling and not thinking, clearly about how this could work in your favor and to your benefit. I like to just step back and be like, okay. And even if those things don't work out, like, what am I grateful for? So like in the moments that Maddox was not even a thing and I was just praying through, I was like, okay. And even if we don't ever have biological children, like what is something that I could be grateful for? Okay. So we get years to figure out us in our marriage and we maybe get to travel more easily and we maybe would be able to meet somebody new through adoption. We'd never known as a human. If like, you know, so you just like start coming up with all these worst case scenario, we will still be okay. It won't be how we dreamed, dreamt it up to be, but we'll still be okay. Anyway. And that's a really hard place to get to. And it's not going to happen in like a perfect three-step program. Like I'm pitching it right now, but like, that's a good place to start. At least it was helpful for me. Totally. And I love that though, too, because you're not just at this place of okay, X, Y, Z worked out in the past. Therefore, I know all of these things will work out too. Because I feel like sometimes like people will throw out, you know, Romans 8, 28 and be like, it all works out together for your good. And kind of assume that means it's all going to happen the way you want it to happen, which is really kind of hard because that's totally not how it works. (laughs) Like it's not, there's no magic genie out there, regardless of what you believe in life. There's no one out there just giving you some wishes to kind of, you know, do mash and create your dream life where you're like in the mansion with (laughs) Justin Timberlake and 20 children. Like that just doesn't exist. 
Right. So I think it's really co- a cool perspective shift and one that hopefully will be helpful to people listening in. Cause I feel like it's a good nugget there where you're able to take that step back and acknowledge the fact that it's still, it might not happen. The reality is that that finish line might not be the finish line that you want it to be, or it might not look the way you want it to look. And it's almost like you're still being hopeful and you're still allowing hope and joy and positive emotions to coexist. And I don't want to say you're like bracing for impact if things don't go well, but you're, (laughs) you're just, but you're like setting yourself up for success. Like you said, where if gratitude and anxiety can't coexist, And you can have either in that moment, you can be living in a state of fear. You can be living in a state of faith, basically figuring out, okay, how can I still make the most of today and choose to thrive? Like we said, when, whether I'm worrying about this situation and giving it anxious energy or whether I'm being hopeful about this situation and giving it positive energy, it's still the same. Neither one of those is going to actually impact that's right. what happens. <laughs> yeah. So if you are able to just choose what sort of energy and you're leading in and being in that moment with, I think that makes such a difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think my mom has said this so many times, she's like, For when sure. you worry, you put yourself through it twice. So let's say the yeah. worst case scenario happens and like, you don't get the job or you don't get the house or whatever falls through. It's like, if you've spent all this time worrying about it, you've great, you've grieved it twice. Like what a waste, you know? So like, how about just keep yourself in a neutral emotional state, which is also very hard. I have totally been there. Um, keeping yourself in an emotional neutral kind of allows you to be super like thankful and overwhelmed in a positive way when it works out, but it also allows you just to grieve it fresh if it didn't. Um, and both are healthy routes to take once the thing has happened. But if you've just spent all your energy worrying and trying to figure it out and play the game in your mind, like what energy will you have left to celebrate or to grieve if whatever the outcome happens, happens? Yes. There's actually a model on this. I think it's literally called the model (laughs) it's used in therapy. It's like a psychology thing where the, at the very baseline of it, it's teaching that circumstances are neutral, regardless of what they are for better or worse. Oh yeah. It just, this. It's like so cool. Um, and it's such a, it's such a good way to kind of practically help walk you through the perspective shift. If it's something that's not naturally easy for you to do where you just look at the circumstances around you or what's happening as a neutral event. It does not have any sort of positive or negative, anything attached to it until you put it there. So at the base is the circumstance. And then the next step are your feelings. I think, I think it's, I think feeling is the next one there. So then that's where you have to kind of let your brain take control and where, well, you have control over it and you are kind of controlling, okay, what feeling am I allowing to be attached to this moment that I will then perseverate on and kind of spin on. So if you're just saying like, okay, fact, this happened. I've said this before. I'm pretty sure we talked about this on your podcast before. Feelings are not yeah, facts. That's so, true. Right. So if you can separate the two and allow the circumstance and the, to be the fact and allow the feeling to be something totally different and allow the feeling to change as you yourself work through it, process it, grow from it, grieve it if you need to, whatever you got to do to kind of healthily move along with it 
that's like a really powerful place to be at and a powerful way, I think, to kind of think of it, to walk yourself through the perspective shift. If it's not something where you're just like, snap your fingers. Yep. Got it. I'm on a different, I'm on a different mind track. (laughs) You know why I think that's so hard for us to do though? We like control. (laughs) Well, yes, totally. I love control. Um, Give me the reins. But also I think that it's really hard not to blame ourselves when bad things happen. We like to try and make a formula in our mind. Like, okay, this isn't happening. What did I do in my past to cause this? Or is this a punishment for something I've done, especially in the faith world? Like that is a really hot topic and like easy place to go is it's like, okay, did I like choose a wrong route? And that's why I'm suffering in this area of my life. And my answer is no, 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 no. That is not how it works ever. And like in any area or facet of what you believe about life or anything higher, like that's not how it works. And I think it's hard for us to separate the places of our heart and like the desires and the feelings that we have around this super emotional situation and fact in life and like logic and like, okay, this is happening because X, Y, Z, not because of something that I did or, um, Cause I think if we operate from that place, then we'll forever be trying to work and like strive and run on this hamster yeah. wheel to try to make the things in life happen that we want to happen and like manipulate life and like life, yeah. you can't manipulate it. So it's like, don't ever fall into the belief that something you did is your fault or something you get is for like, is a reward. Cause that's not how life works. And I think yes. that's a really hard thing to like remove yourself from, at least it was for me being like, okay like this not happening in my life or whatever is, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out, you know, and try to put words to it or formula to it so that maybe I can figure it out in the future. Another waste of energy, (laughs) not worth it. Not worth it. Don't go there. Well, because otherwise bad things wouldn't happen to good people. You know, like we look at the world that we live in and bad things happen all the time and no one is out there intentionally like manifesting miscarriages, manifesting car crashes or cancer or horrible things, but these things happen every single day. And that doesn't mean that anybody did something to put themselves in this awful position. It just means sometimes life is really hard and sometimes it sucks and has no rhyme or reason. And it just happens. So it's yeah. Not putting that blame on yourself and internalizing that is a major key. Yeah. But there is a really cool place to go to when life is hard that I've really found comforting and being like, okay, this is really difficult, but how cool will it be? Like whenever I'm sitting in a rocking chair telling my grandchildren or whoever is listening, the story of how this ended, you know, and knowing like everything is going to come to an end. It has to. And, and like, and if, and if you believe in everything the Bible says, we're promised that like everything comes to an end. He brings everything to completion. Um, and, and for your good. I mean, like we said mm-hmm. earlier, like it always is going to end in like bigger end, bigger perspective yes. and bigger picture the way, the way that is best for you. Um, I think about like, so recently I miscarried, I think, I don't know, like <laughs> we're just going to go there for a second. Uh, trigger warning. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so recently I miscarried back in January and it was really difficult for me to fathom. Like I just, I, obviously don't get it. It's just such a strange thing to get something and lose something so fast. And like, no one knows that you're losing this thing. Cause it wasn't something to announce yet. It's just so weird. So let me just preface that. But it's so cool to think that when we conceive again, I'm just going to speak that into existence. When we conceive again, and we're adding another to our family, 
how cool is it that like that person wouldn't exist if our baby Harlow, which is who we, what we named them, um, wasn't with us on earth like that, like the, the conception wouldn't happen. Like the baby wouldn't be a thing. And that like, we would never get to know that creation. And so I'm like, how special is this next baby going to be? And like, how much more am I going to be grateful for them than I ever would have been had I not known loss? So it's like, yes, things suck. But at the same time, they give you the perspective, the gratitude, the weight of what the good actually is when you understand the valleys, when you've been like, I've been at the bottom of the mountain. So I'm totally going to like really appreciate the sunset at the top. Um, And there's some people haven't known valleys. Like there, I have friends, they've never lost anyone. Like things just seem to be working out well for them. And of course, like they probably have hidden things that they're working through that aren't apparent, like my apparent losses are. Um, but I'm thinking like, I can't imagine if the things in my life that have fallen apart, hadn't fallen apart. I would not be who I am. I would not have the strength. I do. I wouldn't have the gratitude. I carry the joy that I hope is contagious that people can see that even when things are the worst and don't seem to work out, I can, I am becoming the person that is my best version of myself. And what I have chosen all these things for me. No, if I had, if I was writing the story, I would be living in a fairy land that doesn't exist. And and wouldn't, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't be carrying the same strengths and characteristics that I'm growing into. And that's a really hard place to get to, too. Like, is the cost worth it? And my answer to you is yes. You just have to yes. lean into that truth and be like, it's worth the cost. I completely and I, and, and like, agree. That's something you do have control over. It's like, what is going to be my reaction to this? Like, how am I going to, to, to handle this? I could still be sitting in a corner wallowing, being upset, whatever at miscarriage. And there are days, I I just need to say like, there are days, but the overall general attitude more moving forward is of hope is of gratitude is of bigger perspective. Um, that I wouldn't have, have we not walked through that for sure. You hit the nail on the head there where none of us would actively choose pain hard things, impossible things. No one's going to raise their hand and be like, yeah, sign me up. I'll give it a go. (laughs) Yeah. Like put me in coach. No, that's not what we're going to choose. So that right there kind of validates how God can work all things together for our good, because we're not going to sign up and be like, yep. Even though that I know I might end up stronger, whatever afterwards, I don't want to willingly put myself through something that sucks. Like that's just not how our human nature works. I think another important, something I'll throw in to piggyback off of you was something a therapist told me years ago was just, what if you can embrace and just approach hard things, question marks in your life that you're seeing from God with just curiosity and you can just look at it and think, interesting. I see it. Like it kind of goes right along with circumstances now being a neutral thing. You can look at, look at something that happens. And literally your first response can be, huh, curious. I'm really interested to see how this plays out. And you're literally almost taking more of like that, that third person perspective on your own life, but it helps you, it helps you almost like distance a little bit where you still want to feel the feelings. You still want to process everything you want to go through all of the very necessary emotional processes that are involved in anything for better or worse, but you're allowing yourself to also 
acknowledge that you are not necessarily the only hand on your life and you are not Mm -hmm. the only person in the driver's seat. Like there are other forces at bay. There are higher forces at bay. There are external things happening that impact things every single day. And it gives you that ability to just kind of sit back and be like, you know what? I'm really interested and can't wait to see what happens next in my story. And then you are able to put in the effort that you are able to do, and you're able to control the variables that you do have a say so in, but then it also allows you to step back and acknowledge that like, you don't have the full say so in the full picture and other things can happen and will happen. And you get to see, you know, what happens next. And it may very well be even better than you could have ever imagined for yourself. That's right. And when you have those lens on, is what I like to say, like when you flip those sunglasses down and you're looking at it from that perspective, you're on a treasure hunt. You're like, okay. And like everything good just happens to be highlighted and popping out at you. I've seen that. Like, um, you steer where you stare, Lisa Turker. She's an author. That's good. Um, so like if you're constantly worried, overwhelmed, anxious, feeling lonely, afraid of the outcome, like, yeah, it's going to extra suck for you. (laughs) But if you are like, Something good has to be here at the same time because it, it exists at the same time, good and bad. Yep. They can exist at once. So like, this is really hard and we found the hard. <laughs> now let's go find the good. Um, and not, again, not in a toxic way because you should like take your time with that. Don't do it because you need to, or I'm forcing you to, but when you're ready to go on the treasure hunt, you will find the treasure. Like it is there in front of you. Um, even in like the small things that you've probably passed by every single day, it's like, you just appreciate it more. And you become like drunk on life is the best way to put yes. it. Like you're like, okay, wow. I am like so overwhelmed with the situation as weird as it may be. I'm like, this, this is for me. And that is where you get to the place of contentment being like, this yeah. was meant for me. This moment was created for me. Like these birds are singing at this time while I'm walking by while the wind blows for me, for my comfort, for me to experience a moment of peace. And like seeing those moments, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. great. Like this is life abundant. Yes. Oh, yes. So I, we're both obviously people who like control. Cause we've mentioned this. Um, and like, but I'm curious how your thoughts on control have changed over the past few months, years of life, whatever, yeah. and how, how you kind of toe that line between what you can control versus what's like something you have to let go and let God. Mm-hmm. I think I have become really good at this. Am I allowed to say that? I've become really totally. freaking good at this. Toot your horn. Here I go. Um, I'm really <laughs> proud of myself. Like my uh, resilience and letting go of control recently has been huge, partially because things have just been like ripped from my hands that I really wanted. And I was like holding on tight, but also because like I got the gift of being a mom. <laughs> I feel like when you step into, um, it doesn't even have to be motherhood. It could be like a role that you every single day are smacked in the face with like, sensory box, water and rice flying everywhere, or like pasta night becoming like naked baby straight to bath because it's just so messy (laughs) or blowouts or being at the park middle, changing a diaper, go to the diaper bag, don't have a diaper. Like so many things like that are happening in my life to make me realize like, wow, I could think I have this figured out and I don't, I don't have it. Like I'm never going to be an expert at this. And every time I feel like I figure Maddox out in this motherhood journey, he changes. I'm like, dang it. We just got into a thing. Like I just figured you out. Um, but how cool, like what a gift to be like, okay, at the end of the day, like he is his own person. I don't have control over him. I don't have control over where the food goes, where it lands. If he 
like spits up on my fresh shirt. I just got excited to wear if whatever, like if things were just happening so fast around me that I had no control over that I learned to laugh. I learned to be like, it's okay. Like we can clean it up. We can replace it. Like I, but I can't replace my attitude. Like I, it's harder to replace today. It's, it's impossible to replace today. If, if I ruin today for me, like I can't go back and get it. I can't do it again. I can't yeah. get, um, month eight of Maddox back and I can't get, you know, so like all these things are happening around me and I'm like, but what, like, what can I not do again? What do I not have control over? Okay. Let me actually lean into that instead of be afraid of it because there's something in that, in those places for me, like I was saying the treasure hunt. So like, I've just learned that we do have control over something. So it's a lie. If you think like you don't have any control because you do, you have control yeah. over your reaction and you have control over your investment. So if you can like get a grip on what you give and what you like put into things and also what happens to you when things come out of what you gave and you can control your reactions, you're going to be fine. And I can say that yeah. confidently. Um, it's called stewardship. I'm like, it goes into anything, business, finances, relationships, everything. Like it's just, it's a principle of life <laughs> that yep. if you, if you give in something like positive, positive things, um, doesn't mean you're going to get back positive things, but it means that you have an opportunity to react to what you just invested. Um, even if it goes south, there's always something new that you can do. So that's what I've learned as far as control goes, especially motherhood. I'm like, okay, if we are at the park and he needs a diaper change about to have a blowout and we don't have a diaper. I'm like, we laugh, we go home, we pivot. We maybe go back to the park. It's okay. It's fine. And, and in those moments, be on the lookout for like, okay, why did this happen? Not that I have to figure it out, but I'm like, maybe I'll run into somebody or maybe I'll have an opportunity to go through a coffee drive through on my way home <laughs> or like, maybe I'll, whatever. <laughs> it's like, you make the most of it. And that is for the, sure. That is the reaction on the back half. Um, also just knowing like people are watching us react, like everyone listening and even Erica, me and you, like we have people watching us and think, thinking like, okay, how are they going to react to that? Like whether you think someone's watching you or not, you're always being watched by your kids, by your spouse, by your coworkers, again, like whoever you're surrounded by. Um, and so I'm not saying do it for performance, but do it because you could, you could impact somebody's day. If you do it well, you could also impact yeah. someone's day if you don't do it well. So yeah. it's a big, it's bigger than us. Like, I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it so I can invest. There's the word again into generations below me, like into my children. So they can see like, wow, my mom's resilient. Or like when things happen in my life that are bad, like there's a different way to react than how the world tells me I can react. Um, yeah. and, and I want, I want to be that. I want to be the shifter of the culture around me. Absolutely. My, um, I keep mentioning my good old therapist, but like, yay for therapy. She always has so many good little nuggets, but I just want you go. <laughs> right. And I always love when like a phrase is really memorable because it has like alliteration and it's just really wordy yes. and beautiful. You know, that's like the writers in us. So she would always say, control the output, not the outcome. So I always thought, you know, output, input, whichever way you want to think of it, output sounds good with outcome. So we've got control the output that you are putting out into the world, into the situation, knowing that you cannot control what comes of it, but we're not doing it necessarily because of, in all situations, because there's something specific you want out of it. You're just doing it because for you in that moment, it's the right thing to do. It's the right next step. Yeah. It's what you need to be doing. And you're doing it for that reason, not because you are trying to guarantee 
that XYZ comes next. Of course, it would be nice, but we are in a, in a place and in a position where we're on the same page, getting that like, can't necessarily control that one. That's not, that one's out of our, out of our hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be- become the person you want to be in the meantime, like become yes. the person that like when you become pregnant, if you become pregnant, that you would feel healthy physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally be like, okay, I'm prepared. Like take this time in the in-between that you don't have an answer to become the person that you want to be when you get an answer. And that, yeah. like, that will make your weight worth it. Yeah. One of my best friends always said this because she, uh, dealt with infertility for so, so, so long before, and they didn't have this happy ending story. She ended up needing a hysterectomy after four years of dealing with infertility, never having a biological child. She had a miscarriage along the way and it still ended in heartbreak. And her thing was always, you know, don't waste the weight. We're not. That's right. Actually, there's an episode with her on thrive too, that you can go back and listen to. Um, but it's really, it's, it's don't waste the weight. You're not going to just live your life thinking that this thing that does not actually exist as of yet is going to, because if it doesn't, how does that impact everything that you're doing and choosing today? Just make the most of what you have right now, where you are at, that is guaranteed with all hope, faith, good intention, efforts, everything pointing and setting your sails towards what you hope can happen. But then with open hands and curiosity as to what else is actually going to come along the way. That's so good. I feel like people listening need to hear this one thing too. I would hate to leave and not say it. Um, drop it, drop it, give it to us. Like, uh, okay. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this kindly. So I'm just going to go for it. I'm so sorry if this is not kind, but I am a kind person. I just like, I just wish I could just like spit fire myself. Like I said, this is dedicated to the two, two years ago, Rachel. Um, when the thing happens, that you hope would happen. Let's say it happens. Um, don't expect or like, don't want it so badly because you think it would make you happier. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think like so badly we want things. Cause we're like, Oh, my life will be fixed when I have the fill in the blank. Um, and if we are continually waiting for that next in like the anxious way being like, I'm not content now. So then I'm going to wait for like, maybe I'll be content when I'm a mom. Maybe I'll be content when I'm married. Then you get married and you're like, okay, I can't wait to have a baby. And then you have a baby. You're like, oh, I can't wait till they get to preschool and I have my day back. And then they get to preschool and you're like, oh, I can't wait till I'm an empty nester. I can get my husband back. And it's like, then you're an empty nester. And then you're like, oh, I can't wait. To-. Like, if we keep playing that game, we're going to miss out on so much. So also, at the and then same we're going to be like, dead. <laughs> and then we're going to be dead. <laughs> yeah. But for real, like, <laughs> literally. Like, where did life go? If the whole time you were looking for the next step, you're going to be like living on your tiptoes and that's not comfortable. And that's not how we're supposed to live. Um, that there is something for you today in the now, in the in-between and in the waiting. And like we said, like we have to make it worth it. We have to like lean into the discomfort, know that there's something for you here, but please don't think or imagine your life greater or you more significant because the thing that you're waiting happens. That is not a good reason to be waiting for it. Um, it is because it would hopefully satisfy a longing that you have for what life could be for you, not because you think it would make life more extravagant or you more valuable because that's, yeah, that's not a good reason to wait for it. Especially if you're someone who the finish line always just moves a little farther. And if you already have trouble celebrating your successes, if you already have an ambitious personality, it's like, if you don't clearly define when enough is enough. 
it will never be enough. And you will always have this moving finish line in front of you for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And you'll miss, like you said, you will miss every other thing happening in your, in your peripheral view, as you just keep racing towards this imaginary moving finish line that is never going to stop and be like, congratulations, you made it. You've done life like until you're dead. (laughs) So eloquent, Erica. Yes. (laughs) Like, yeah, the old you wants what you have now. So what is it you have now that the old you is like really proud and thinks is so stinking awesome. So, 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 so good. Well, on that note, um, you've probably answered this before, but I'm sure it's changed since so much in life has changed. What does thrive mean to you now? And how do you strive to thrive and choose to thrive now in your own everyday life? Yeah. Thriving looks like, uh, looking at what's around me and figuring out how to, um, embrace it more. I'm talking like physical things around me, but also just circumstantial things around me. Like what is happening around me that I can leave more beautiful than how I found it. And when I feel like I end the day, like find like, uh, what is it making things or leaving things better than you found it or leaving people better than you found them. I feel like that's me thriving being like, okay, Rachel is thriving when like I can take this bouquet of flowers and make it more beautiful or like have a conversation with somebody and leave knowing something about them or feeling heard or feeling like I heard them, whatever. Yeah. That's me thriving. Um, I love it. And especially now learning how to do that, living a very simple, but chaotic life. And <laughs> it's been a journey. <laughs> it always is right. <laughs> yeah. Always a journey. Always is. Tell everyone where they can find you online, listen to behind the bliss, all that good stuff. Yes. So you can find me online at rachelautry.com or on Instagram over at rachel.autry. Also have a podcast where we have similar conversations and we just go there about awesome topics, hard topics, and everything in between over at Behind the Bliss Podcast. And you can listen to that on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And if you just want to hang out and like get info and all the fun things that I have to share, then you can text the word bestie, B-E-S-T-I-E to 55444. That's my shameless plug. That's like honestly the best way to keep in touch because those people get the goods. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.